0: thinking about going in business find a business that's already done it you know it's crazy to try and spend a decade of your life trying to figure it out because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there but most of them are poor and they don't have any money in in there they might look like they have it together on the outside but they don't they're not financially free they're slave to the lender and they're they're just serial entrepreneurs out there that that Alright, just go from one thing to the next thing, it's or maybe they stay from the style style. next thing. And
1: this is This is Grow with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Bro Brainstorm. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bro Brainstorm. I'm Ryan Parsons, joined here by my brother, Ken Parsons, and we are the founders of the brothers that just do gutters. Today, we're talking about the stay small, keep it all mentality and how we went against it to go from a small gutter company to a national franchise. Hello, big brother. Hello, little brother. <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Um for a lot of different reasons, but let's just start off with what does stay small, keep it all mean to you? When you hear that, Ken, what is, what pops into your brain? Um
0: Well, I, I just, I guess what pops into my brain is I visualize what it used to be like when it was just me in my business. And what I picture is, you know, this, uh, my, my old box truck that broke down more times than I think it ran to the job site. Um, I see myself with a tool belt, a phone in my hand, and at the same time, I'm trying to hang a gutter, um, talk to a client, go home and make phone calls till 10, o- well, sometimes 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes that would piss people off by <laughs> calling them that late. But, you know, you're working from dark till dark and you're hustling like crazy. And yeah, I was making money, but um, I was a slave to the business uh, because everything depended on me. Every single thing depended on me. And uh, it became quite stressful pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. But if I remember, because I I remember you being in business before I joined you. And um, from the outside looking in, it actually looked really attractive in the sense that you were doing work, you weren't killing yourself yet, and you always had like a wad of cash in your pocket. We'd go out and you'd buy everyone drinks. I mean, there—I I know the struggle gets real at some point, but there's also um, something to be said for as people are small, um, there you can you can be successful in in one sense, and you can be making money um and and there's there's definitely a lot to unpack here today but you know do you remember that it wasn't it wasn't
0: yeah it wasn't all negative uh so i don't want to paint a picture of that staying small and, and and having that uh kind of a business is a wrong way to go i mean for some people it works great um and it depends on you know what your vision is and what you want out of life um But a lot of a lot of people run successful businesses. My business was successful. I mean, like you said, I had money um, in my pocket. Um, I was doing I was young, so I had the energy for it. Um, So there was a lot of positive things. Um, I was in control of my schedule uh, to a certain extent. You know, as you get busier and busier and more and more of a demand for your services as word of mouth starts to ramp up and spread. you know, more opportunities happen. And as more opportunities happen, there's only so much that uh, you as an individual can handle. And I guess it's a, a matter of a choice at that point where, okay, am I happy with losing a certain amount of work because there's only so many th- opportunities that I can take? And, and some people are really good at doing that and run a very efficient business and they have certain parameters that they build into it and they won't work for past a certain time. They know how much they need to get done and they are able to guard their personal time and separate it from work and be able to have a business that is uh, a a nice uh, self-employed type business model. Um, But it takes a lot of discipline to do that. And most people, I think that are have a small business that revolves about around them doing, and when I observe, especially having contractors come to my house to do work, it's like most of them do not have the discipline to do it, and that's where the stress comes in. Yeah. Um, the the few guys that I see that have an organized, good self-employed model, uh, and that aren't stressed out, they're highly, highly organized and efficient, and they have boundaries and a structure to which they that works for them. that that keeps them, right? We talked about burnout in our last podcast uh, that keeps them out out of that. Yeah, I think. So that's what I would say that that there's two versions of that story. Um, But for me personally, as I started losing opportunity, that was stressful for me because I'm a builder type mentality. I'm a challenge kind of guy. And, you know, I'm eight on the Enneagram. I'm a high D personality. So uh, when I lose anything, I take it personally, and I don't want to lose anything. I want to go after everything. So yeah. that business model, for me to stay in that business model long term, uh, wouldn't have been uh, satisfying uh, for me.
1: So I remember the first time I ho- heard the phrase "Stay small, keep it all." Um, you know, for anybody who's listened to any one of our podcasts, uh, this is this was not an easy journey for Ken and I to get where we are and franchise our gutter business this was insanely difficult. Um, And we did want to quit a couple of times and we did almost go back. But I remember growing the business, um, having multiple trucks. I think I was doing sales at the time. It might've been even a little further after that, but it it still just wasn't quite financially where I was hoping it would be. And and there is a little disappointment there. And I remember hearing the phrase, you know, you got to stay small and keep it all. And I'm like, huh. And I'm like, that doesn't doesn't really go with what we have been trying to do. But then I'm looking at the the guy that said it and the guy he heard it from. And I'm like, these, they both make money. Like the guy that, you know, said this, uh, he makes money. He knows how to make money. Um, And, you know, he was doing well financially. And I'm sitting there going, holy crap, I hope I don't have this wrong. I mean, yeah, growing a business is definitely very, very difficult. Um, And Staying small. I mean, Ken and I had a come to Jesus moment um, after the recession in 2007 and 8, where we said, you know what? Maybe we we don't continue to scale. We let everyone go, and you and I just do all the work. We could have, you know, made tons of money. If there was that much work. It just wasn't quite enough work to keep the infrastructure we had at the time. But that's a different story. So that really kind of I remember that just being in the back of my brain for a long time um, as we were struggling to grow. That like stay small, keep it all. You know, Uh, you know, that's what I do, or that's what a lot of people do. And that's how you really make money. So I will say like, for me, it was kind of a mentality that um, I I, I struggled with. And I, and at the end of the day, I don't believe that everyone should scale their business. For some people stay small, keep it all is the best possible thing for them. Um, that they could be doing because not everybody's meant to manage people. Not everybody's meant to learn marketing and accounting and management and salesmanship. I mean, um, so I would just say that there is a, spot, a place for it. Um, but as we get into this next section, I, I really learned, and I think, Ken, you'll, you'll like this, you have to treat your business like an investment, right? So when you're at Stay Small, Keep It All, you're making deposits every day And then you're withdrawing every day. So when you're the owner and operator, you make a deposit and you withdraw. You do the work, you get the money. But the day you don't go to work, if you don't work tomorrow, you make no deposit. And then if you make a withdrawal, it's from what you've already put away. So that was kind of like what I think Ken and I realized early on is that if we can build a business that's bigger than us, I don't physically have to go and hang the gutter to make a withdrawal, we could get other people to hang the gutter. We can do sales, and eventually someone else will do sales, and you know, work yourself up. So, like that was kind of what we realized, and what the reason why we built a business that can run without us is we've made the deposit for 20 years into our business, and now what's really great is to be able to continue to withdraw from those investments that we've made because we've uh, enabled other people to do it. Any any thoughts on that, Ken?
0: Yeah. I think that's a great analogy. Um, it's, uh, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I think we were so, um, driven to, uh, figure this out, uh, because, um, I guess our personality type, uh, you know, where we're very similar is that, um, you know, if something isn't building to the next level, we get, um, you know, tired of it, burnt out on it, if you want, or or maybe just even just plain bored with it because it's not a challenge. It's not challenging to do the same thing over and over again. It's probably one of the biggest reasons why I left teaching. You know, yes, is it challenging what teachers do every day? Yeah, dealing with kids and that. But for me personally, uh, teaching the same lesson plan for the next 20 something years, 30 years of my career just didn't really appeal to me. Um, And being outside, And uh, controlling my own destiny and all that, that's how it all started out. And then, you know, just having that builder mentality, it's like, okay, that's great. I know how to hang a gutter now. I know how to to sell gutters. I know how to call people and put out fires and, you know, and do all this other stuff. What's next? You know, it just wasn't enough for me right? It's like, uh, I have this never ending hunger of, okay, what's next? And I'm always thinking, what's next? And that probably drives you a little bit nuts. Because, you you know, (laughs) know, so, you know, I'm already on to the next thing. I was doing business development for the franchise company. And now I'm on to Brothers Gutters, manufacturing and design. So you know, I'm always trying to think to the next thing uh, to
1: and take things to the next level. So Um, and And that's it. I, we've never really talked about this and maybe that is another podcast, but the visionary and implementer, there's a book called rocket fuel and every great company typically had two people. One's the visionary, uh, like Ken, that they push the vision. They think of all these crazy things. And then there's an implementer, someone like me that has to figure out how to get Ken's crazy ideas across the finish line before bankrupting us. Um, and that's kind of the, uh, the, the story of a lot of successful companies. Cause the visionary is like, I don't, you know, like the Howard Hughes, is that who it was? Howard Hughes? Um, yes, the aviator. Like spend right. it all, I don't care. Like just wanted to see something. I'm somebody. not that extreme. No, you're not. Um, but that's that's kind of every great relationship. Um, and that, and, and I've had to learn how to embrace that and not hold Ken back um, because somebody like me, Ken, uh, again, probably another podcast for another day. So let's hop back into the stay small, keep it all. But um, th- this mentality. So how does this inhibit people from growing? Um, like that's the thing that I keep seeing is that I don't, I think the people that say stay small, keep it all, I don't know if they hundred percent believe it. I think it's something that they start to tell themselves because they've had adversity And um, the adversity is really, really real and painful. Just, you know, when I joined and uh, went into, I wasn't even in business. I was getting paid by Ken to be a helper. And then as I was moving into sales and, and he was trying to get to two crews, the pain, I remember like Ken made so much less money when we started to try and scale, just to get him off of a truck and get another truck to go out you know, while Ken's on one truck and another guy's on another truck and Ryan's out selling, there was barely enough money to scrape everything together. We, we, it just wasn't working. And I think what happens is your immediate thing. And I I don't know, I think Ken, your vision was too big but your immediate thing is like to get annoyed and be like, this is ridiculous. I used to make more money when I did it by myself. And I didn't have people calling in. I didn't have people driving over mailboxes, you name it. When you start to scale your business, Things go wrong, and I think the 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 the, um, the knee jerk reaction is to I shrink. say everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, everything goes wrong, and your knee jerk reaction is to what shrink right back to your comfort zone. You know what? Everything was better when Ken was on the truck. There was no callbacks, right?
0: Uh, yes, right. Um, yeah, there was there wasn't these fires that just or you know, I, I like the analogy of a minefield, right? When you start to try and scale a business even opening a business. There's all these minds that you can't see in front of you. And you're thinking, wow, it's so great. I got my own business. I got my first gutter machine and my truck. And you know, I see these guys opening up their businesses, but they have no idea what's across that field that they have to walk through and drive through or whatever. And all these minds all of a sudden start blowing up in their faces. And, you know, and that's, that's it. And then you got to figure all that stuff out on your own. And I think, one of the things that keeps people from scaling is exactly that right there, is that they're trying to figure it out on their own. And the bottom line is, is that other people have already figured it out. And you know, if if your mentality is to wanna grow something, I would suggest to find somebody that's already done it. And I think that's something that we're programmed in this country, through the information that is spewed out, uh, and I'm not trying to get political here, but it's the truth, uh, that people are taught how to think a certain way. And instead of when, you know, it's great that you you say, hey, I wanna go into my own business, but you gotta define what is that business gonna look like when I do it? Uh, Do I have enough capital? Do I have a business plan? Do I have somebody that can mentor me so that I don't have these minds blow up in my face like Ken and Ryan did? And that's a whole, I could literally fill a, a library full of, of volumes of books on all the things that we've done wrong over the years. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible that we've survived it all. <laughs> but uh, business can jade you pretty quickly uh, when you start going down the path of, um expanding and doing those things and and there's a lot of key components when people try to do it they wonder why they they take you know oh wow this is starting to grow but then at the end of the day i'm not making any money or this is too much of a headache and the reason why is a lot of those components i see are missing uh, with people Uh, lack of planning lack of a a coach lack of um uh of, of experience to see and navigate through the minefield of business yeah. Uh, how do I navigate through that? Um, and that, and that's how you do it, uh, is that you need to. And that's when Ryan and I started really growing, um, is that when we started educating ourselves and, and spending a lot of time, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, where when you're self-employed, you're stuck in the business. And there isn't really a lot of time mm-hmm. to work on the the things that get your business, the things that are important to getting your business to the next level. Yeah people
1: aren't making time for those things. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. So there, there are some negative impacts and there are some positive things. The positive thing is if you're an owner operator, you're your best worker, you can predict what you're gonna do, you know you're gonna do a good job, you're gonna get paid at the end of the day. There are some things that um, can be looked at as a positive. However, the negative side of it is, um, you know, if you know anybody who's an owner operator, They typically say things like, oh man, I haven't taken a vacation in years or you know what? I can't, I can't even shut my phone off without it, um, you know, blowing up. They have all this, uh, they don't have their time and as much as they own their job or they own their business, they're sacrificing, they, they can't afford to get hurt. I remember there was a there, there is a Facebook forum, um, for gutter guys and a guy broke his ankle. And he's an owner operator and he had no idea what he was going to do. I mean, he shattered it. He he was hobbling on a job site to do a, a repair because he had another guy while he was getting surgery or whatever. He had a guy do some work for him and he screwed up the downspout. So this guy literally hobbled to the job, dragged him over to wherever that thing was and fixed it. It was like, you know, and I, I had a call with him and I encouraged him and I, and I told him some of the things that we, we did to help scale and insulate ourselves. But I think you can't weather a storm. Um, there's a lot of positives, but I think the the negatives start to far outweigh it, especially as age and humanity creeps in. I, I, me personally, I, I never thought about dying or sickness or anything. I'm, I was immune to any of that until about my forties. And then all of a sudden you start thinking like, holy crap, things can happen to me. I can get sick, I can get run. I'm not, I'm not immortal. And I think as that stuff starts to set in at some point in your life, you realize like you're just another person. You're not that special. You're not above getting sick or anything. And I think that's what really um, gets people uh, a little bit scared or they want to do something or they want to scale or they wish they didn't waste their 20s and 30s just doing it all themselves because, you know, now they either can't do the work or they want to try and scale. And like Ken said earlier, you get jaded. Um, to you run into a business owner and they kind of see what you know. I, I hear it all the time. Oh man, I wouldn't want. You know, I like to stay small. You guys are too big. I'm like, well, what do you think that means? Like, tell me. Like, what do you think my day is like? It's Like, oh my gosh, you have all those people. I'm like, go ahead. Like, and then at the end of it, they just they, they all of a sudden they think because you got ten trucks going out, and your payroll's thirty grand a week or something like that. They think that you're you're 50 times busier than them because whatever you're 50 times bigger. And it's absolutely the opposite.
0: Right. Um, and, and, and there's a lot to talk about that, to, that, you know, that, that happens in there to, um, to get your time plus your money back. And Robert Kiyosaki does a great job talking about that and anybody can read his stuff. Um, but you know, the big thing is, 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 uh, uh, you know, making the decision, um, of what, what it is that you want, because I'll tell you what time and unforeseen occurrence happens to all of us. And it's happened to me many times over the years in business. And if I was still the same person that I was when I first started in this business and I had stayed small and take it all and everything. Um, there was a time that I fell off a ladder and I fell backwards off of it and onto a tree stump. And, uh, the doctor said, I can't believe you didn't break your back. Um, but it was, you know, I don't bruise easily. Um, and my back was just totally bruised and, and messed up. Um, but I, I was out of work for uh, a couple days. You know, most people probably be out a little bit longer maybe. But, you know, I was back to work. I had to. I had to go back to work. I couldn't take any more time off. There was work that needed to be done. And I was the only one that could do it. And that was it. So I, I know what it's like to get hurt. I know what it's like to fall um and i've seen guys do it i've seen guys do it i've seen their lives just totally turned upside down because they're the system and everything relies on them and it's a very risky business model and it doesn't it, it, even though gutters can be kind of risky because of the nature of the business uh it can be um it's not if an accident happens it's it's when it's going to happen it's going to happen something's going to happen yeah, one day, we're just going to be tired. One day, we're just going to be off a little bit, not feeling great. And that's all it takes is a little slip, little here, and then boom, you can be out. And then what is your family going to be left to do? Especially if you're married, you have kids. Uh, it's a super risky. It's super risky to be self-employed. It's way more riskier uh, to be self-employed uh, than to be employed. It's probably the riskiest uh, quadrant to be in. It doesn't matter what kind of business you own um, because the world is changing so fast. Business is changing so fast. Information is happening at the speed of thought. And if we're not thinking about the future, if we're not thinking about how we want to conduct our business to insulate ourselves, that was a good word that you brought up earlier, to insulate us. There's another time, I mean, I was out of work for From September 18th, 2017, all the way to January 15th, I was out of the business, completely out. And if that happened, if that same occurrence that happened, because life happens to all of us, and are we gonna be insulated against it enough? Have we created enough buffers is what we call them in the business to insulate us from something bad happening? And what's so great is that I'm so glad that I created a business that's that I scaled a business and that I partnered up with people that I took less money. Uh, I mean, I think I took more than half of a pay cut when I partnered up with you, Ryan. I mean, it was a tremendous amount of money that was lost, uh, but to, 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 to take that sacrifice when I did. And to be where we're at now, I wouldn't trade it for nothing, especially because what happened, the event that happened in my life, my son got super sick with encephalitis, he almost died, and literally my my wife and I spent pretty much from September all the way to January in, in the hospital. We lived there. And if I had not built a business, if I never partnered up with my brother, Ryan, if I never recruited and trained and built systems and did all the things that we've done uh, and have the team that we have invested in and shared the opportunity of this with, uh, I would have never been able to, I would have never weathered that storm financially. There's no way. And what's cool is that not only did my son recover, but when I did come back to work, the business was just as profitable and even more profitable and growing uh, without me having to be there. And that's, um, that's worth it. Uh, That's worth it because life is going to happen to us. And when life happens to us, and I know a guy right now, I know a guy right now, I just got off the phone with him. uh, Who's in this business and life is happening to him. And uh, he's going through a really rough patch and, you know, Um, that person asked me if he could give me, if I could give him some money, you know, but that's an example of there's people all around us that if something happens to them, they're not ready for it. And that's, you know, we're responsible. You know, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're responsible for making sure that we're doing our due diligence to make sure that not only we're taken care of, but our families, our children, and the people that we have, that are working for us? Are we creating an opportunity for them? You know, and the reason why I think a lot of people stay small and and do that, have that mentality is, um, you know, what's bad about that mentality is when somebody does come to work for you, that is worth their salt. At some point, they're going to get burnt out pretty quickly because there's nothing, there's no other opportunity except for this seat on the bus right here that i was hired for which is typically you know a helper of some kind and and then they go out and start their own deal and i see that happening in the gutter business that happens all the time
1: yep and i I really think it comes down to fear you know at the end of the day uh, a lot of these big tough contractors and all these guys it's it's scary as crap to scale your business and Ken and I, we're going to just dive a little bit into a little bit of our growing pains, um, you know, some of the things that we experienced and had to learn on our own. And, and man, oh man, I'll tell you, I've, I've said it before, it's when I hear that someone's about to go out on their own, whether it's, I don't care what the business is, I just like have this like ache for them, you know, unless they're joining the uh-huh. franchise, it's, it's different, you know, I don't want to be too self-serving, but we are going to talk a little bit about that today. But when i start to think and they start to ask me the questions like hey um you know what do you use for a crm or what about the truck insurance and your 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 guys and um what networks do you join or what software does it integrate with quickbooks or what do you i'm like they're like what about a logo like you know should i just go on you know like the internet and i'm like holy crap when i see what's ahead of somebody who's just about to start you know it takes a special person to get it over that um self-employed and, and into the business arena. So Ken and I like we we lived those pains. We didn't have mentors. We just we literally, and I'll tell you, like the game changer for me. We, we had tormentors. Yeah, <laughs> tormentors. It's true. I mean, but we were hungry. There was something in us. And I'd say one of the biggest things is we were told early on by a distributor, um, when we went to two cru- two crews, they basically said. Yeah, good luck. You can't you can't really do more than two crews in this business. Um, you know, I've tried it and I'm smarter than you basically, and I couldn't do it. So you guys certainly can't. And you know what? If we weren't such knuckleheads, they would have been right. But because we we're so freaking driven by somebody saying something negative uh to us, we made sure we could figure it out. And we did, but it wasn't easy. We had to read books. And Ken used to listen to, like, seminars on on CDs and them to me, like, one after another. Hey, did you listen to that one? Hey, listen to this one. And we continually just had to download and change our mentality for years. And then we, you know, we got hit with stuff from the labor department because we didn't realize that we couldn't, we weren't allowed to pay employees uh, biweekly in our trade. Like, we did things wrong and illegally not knowing. Just because you start hiring people, you don't realize what the labor laws are. You can or you can't do that. And you name it. Software. we have It was insane. Hiring, firing, guys stealing from us. We had a guy literally steal the registration off one of our trucks and put it in his own car. I mean, like, (laughs) this stupid crap. You know, and and if this sounds painful, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to scale, that doesn't sound like it. Maybe scaling's not for you. We said it right in the beginning. It is not for everybody. I can't sit here and 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 wholeheartedly say, oh, you if you're in business, you should scale it. Because there's a oh, lot of people that cannot.
0: I would say, for what you're saying though, all the time and effort and the money, because people don't realize it, when they, when they start a business on their own, the amount of money that they're spending
1: oh, it's huge.
0: is huge. They do not count the cost because most of the people, when they're starting a business, don't have a business plan. Don't have a budget for the whole entire year their first year in business and when you don't have those things and you don't have the numbers and you just have the skill. And yeah will work come your way yeah, but if you don't have those things that's the beginning of the end and the point is of what Ryan's saying. That I get from that looking looking at what you're saying where i'm sitting now and then comparing that to where I was when I first started and then also looking at people. That we know, or that you hear of, that are starting their own business and asking these basic questions, um, the amount of money and time that they're going to spend would far exceed the amount of money that they would spend on something like a Brothers Gunners franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, our all-in, our all-in to have our system and be part of our culture and part of everything that we figured out in this business is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We yeah. lost
1: that much money in 2007 alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to lose that much money and more in your first couple of years, cut first two years of business easily. Um, you're going to lose that money in time and the effort and spent and, and just the just Every aspect of the business, everything that you could think of, marketing, how to figure it out, how to figure out how to hire people, how to keep people, how to, you know, just the never ending. uh, These minds, every time a mind blows up and an obstacle hits you, that's the reason why you get a business plan. That's the reason why you get capital. That's the reason why you partner up with somebody that's already gone the way, because life is short and if I can partner up with somebody in a, in, a, in a field that I enjoy working in and that I'm passionate about and somebody's already figured it out and I can partner up with them, I shortcut things Yeah. by, I mean, we literally have guys that know nothing about gutters that are doing more in revenue and making more money in their first full year of business than most gutter guys that are self-employed make in 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 three or four years
1: it's true um
0: so um there's there's a huge opportunity and 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 i would recommend that for anybody not just in the gutter business if you're thinking about going in business find a business that's already done it you know it's crazy to try and spend a decade of your life trying to figure it out because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there but most of them are poor and they don't have any money in in there. They might look like they have it together on the outside, but they don't. They're not financially free. They're slave to the lender, and they're they're just serial entrepreneurs out there that, that are just go from one thing to the next thing, it's or maybe the they stay for the lures. next thing. And there's just shiny lures or squirrel, squirrel. Oh, you know. Um, so I mean, from what I see happening with with most companies that are in that position or most people that are looking to jump into that quadrant of being self-employed, you really need to think it through because you are going to spend way more than 150 grand uh, to get that thing going.
1: Yeah. Or just get properly capitalized from the beginning. Um, That's it. I mean, if it comes down to you do want to scale a business and you've got an idea to get into something like you literally, you want to think about your name. I mean, we struck gold with the brothers that just do gutters. We have to spend way less in marketing dollars than Joe Blow gutter guy or ABC, you know, fencing. Those people (laughs) spend a lot more money to get the brand awareness. You know, you hear the brothers that just do gutters and people smile and they're like, oh, I like that, that's really clever. Um, So there's things that we just were fortunate on and because we just kept banging our heads against the wall and it was never good enough and we kept changing and changing and changing. But um, there's a lot of ways to shortcut your journey. Uh, Franchising, like Ken said, is one of them. Another one is just the books that you read. The E-Myth for me was a game changer. Our instincts and my instincts are always about building systems. How do I build a system that anyone can follow? How do I systematize this task um, so that I can teach somebody else how to do it? And I was, I was, I had it surrounded. Ken had it surrounded. And when I read that book, it like literally was like, yes, that's right. That's what we're trying to do. It, somebody else already wrote the book. I wish I found it 10 years sooner, but I found it when I found it and we implemented it um big epiphanies that we had and uh for anyone who's you know owner operator employees don't cost you money they make you money it's the craziest thing you know when you go to the mechanic and you look on the wall and it says we charge a hundred dollars an hour he's not paying his mechanics a hundred dollars an hour maybe he's paying them 20. so there's 80 dollars of profit not profit it's got to go to something but correct me if i'm wrong you're going to pay the guy 20, you're going to keep 80, and that's how you keep the doors open and the lights on and you have all this cool stuff. So when you are thinking about hiring somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me $1,000 a week to have an employee. Well, if you're doing it right, it should make you $3,000 a week to have that employee. That was an epiphany that I swear, Ken and I, we banged our head against the wall for years, not hiring, trying to get more out of the guys that we had. And it just it just was in. Seen. So you've got and There's cool. a lot
0: in that, too. I mean, you know, retention, employee retention. How do you guys do it? You got all these employees. And that's one of the things that I think really scares to pe- a lot of people is that, man, how do you guys deal with all of those employees and stuff? And that's another thing. I mean, in order to scale a business, you have to have a very structured system uh, and a clear pathway for your employees. Uh, you have to have job descriptions that are detailed, uh, and and high and, and expectations that are laid out for that job description. Uh, you also have to have. There's just a lot of systems in place, and what we're talking about today about staying small. It's you're going from you being the system to now. If I'm going to scale this business, I have all these other things that I got to figure out. And literally, it took it. It it takes. It takes years
1: a lifetime it's our years. adult life working on this you Well, know, uh
0: yeah and and you know what it's funny because my son hunter he's 17 he opened up hunter's gutter cleaning service over a year ago and i was just watching that business and it was like he was self he was self-employed it was him and uh and i let him i let him do it uh, and and it was good because oh man how do i get people to ring my phone dad uh, hey, dad, how do I, you know, what do I do with when somebody calls, where do I put that? And how do I, I said, well, I don't know, use Google Calendar, you know, so he got to see what it was like to be self-employed for over a year. And all the things with scheduling, getting materials, ordering stuff, and it's like, holy crap, and there's all these papers, and he's using some technology and papers and all this stuff. And I'm sitting back and saying, Man, what do you think about converting this to a brother's gutters? He's like, man, I can't wait to do that because this is just is just ridiculous. Can you imagine if we were, super, if I was super busy, this would be a mess. And and you know, at at 17 years old, to be able to see that, obviously, he has, you know, he he's he has me and he's looked at and and seen what we've done and and he's traveled to all these other franchise locations. But it was good for him to experience that because now. He just got his gutter truck, and it's all lettered up, and he's got his brother's gutter's website is getting ready to launch and all that stuff, and the call centers actually answering the calls, and when the jobs come in and they're putting them on the iPad, and it's in the CRM, and it's like, wow, this is way better, and he's super excited.
1: That's awesome. Uh, well, you gotta feel, you gotta know what pain feels like to appreciate relief, you know, and I, I really think that's huge. Like, I like that. You know when we run into business owners that have struggled a bit they've hit their head against the wall because they're that much more receptive to what they need to do and they're going to implement it well Um,
0: Nathan hebert is a great example i mean there's a guy who was doing that uh for 13 years uh owner installer operator in the gutter business had done roofing before that and um yeah you know he's been with us for two years and he's an unbelievable success but you know, he has a back problem that he's had to address. And there's some days he couldn't even walk. And he's in Germany right now and just is recovering from having back surgery. He would have never been able to pull that off nope. um, and be able to do that. Maybe not even afford it if he hadn't had made a change um, uh, to uh, join our team. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and there's so many more examples of that. Um, but life is going to happen to us. And when life does, have we really thought it out well enough and insulate us? The other thing is, too, what is my exit strategy? You know, what am I going to do down the road when I start getting, you know, I mean, I'm 46 years old and I'm feeling all kinds of aches and pains. And, and it's all like, I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it's as you get older, you know, how much more productive can I really be? Um, especially in this line of work.
1: Any, any uh, line of work. I think at, at any yeah. point you can get burnt out. I don't care if it's the least physically impactful type of job. Um, you know, you, you, it, There's only so long you can do the same thing over yeah. and over. But I had kind of like a, a, a aha moment uh, about five minutes ago. A lot of people in the whole stay small and when they've shrunk back, they're like, you know what? I'm sick of training guys to go out on their own. They're like, I I tried to grow. I had a guy he was a great carpenter. And then he went out and started his own business. I hired another guy, trained him up. He started his own business. And I'm like, like, holy crap, that's one of the biggest reasons. But you know what's crazy is with what we've built, everyone that's ever started their own business started a brother's gutters. We've had, I don't know the count, but it's at least five or six franchisees um, are people that worked for us. And, and worked up the ranks and then opened up their own and scaled it. We've had two that I know of, um, and this wasn't until like the last couple of years that, you know, basically, and this, this kind of ties in, it's like, why would, I, why would I buy a franchise? I could keep all the money. Well, we've had at least six, uh, you, you can count in your head, Ken, maybe, but we've had at least six people go through our system and then start their own business. And we've had two that I know of try and start their own thing and miserably fail. Uh, and they had our system that's the crazy thing they worked through it worked up the skills ladder they saw the infrastructure they saw the software they saw everything that were very open book policy they saw the numbers they saw you name it and they couldn't do it um, outside of the system um, and I don't know everything it's not that anybody can well, I would add
0: to that um you know Jimmy Olang and Jesse are, are a great example of this yeah um, they, they 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 Jimmy, I mean, talk about someone who knew our system inside and out, especially in the field, and and that's why he's in charge of all the field ops calls now. Is because he's so awesome at at the field stuff, and Jesse is is is, is awesome too. But you know, they received tons of opposition when they were thinking about franchising. They had people, friends, people that were close to them, saying, "Why? Would friends. You, why would you give?" Why would you give those guys after working for them for all these years, you know, everybody says, oh, you're opening a franchise. They're going to take all your money. You know, people have very, there's a lot of misconceptions and myths that people have about franchising, which could be a whole nother podcast. Um, but they went against all the negative Nellies and because they knew who Ryan and I were and what we were doing and what we wanted to do. And they believed in our vision and, you know, five years, five six years. This is a sixth year of business with us now, and I don't. Uh, they they they've told us. They personally told us that they wouldn't change anything, yeah. um, and and that you know. And there was a guy that could have went out on his own and done it. But I think the missing link is this: is that the reason the 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 people that are 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 doing and going through this and investing into this, as opposed to the people who haven't that have worked for us um, is is that you have the ongoing training and support of a franchise system and there's nothing more powerful than the support of a franchise system and that's why we franchise this business because when franchising principles are executed in the right way with character integrity and you have a great culture to boot to go along with it and culture meaning all the other great franchisees that you have access to, and you go to a brothers annual conference every year, you have monthly calls in every department that are supporting you and answering your questions. And and, and you have this tremendous amount of support for the ongoing life of your business. That's the difference between investing in a franchise that's doing it right, and investing in something on your own. On your own, you're on your own. Yeah franchising and this is a cliche you know it's a saying in the franchise world that's said all the time but for those of you are not familiar with franchising you're in business for yourself but not by yourself and that is such a true statement even though i've heard it a bazillion times it's uh it's true if if the franchisor is doing what they're supposed to do and i'm not saying every franchise is cut from the same stone yeah they're not you have to do your research when you're doing uh, some kind of and an investment like that. Yeah. Um, but when you do find the one that has all their ducks in a row and that the ongoing support is there uh, for the life of your business, plus you have other franchise owners that you're getting to network with that are at different levels in the business. There's nothing more valuable than having that. Talk about being able to navigate through a field of minds without having any minds blow up in your face. I could just call up Ken Ryan. I could call up Danny Horbachuk, the general manager of a three plus million dollar company out of New York. I could call Jimmy Olang and Jesse Olang about field op stuff. And you know, I can get on the phone and talk to anybody to solve any problem instantly.
1: Yep. And uh and, then, and I don't think what people realize is there's so much power and um In scale. When you have scale, so whether you've scaled your own business, so a lot of people get stuck working in the business and they don't have time to work on it. Um, At the level that we're at, we have a a, a marketing team of four or five people, we have a contact center of, of 10 plus people, we've got coaches, we've got all sorts of people that the majority of their job is to figure out how to make things better and easier for others. So, what's crazy is that the stuff that we're able to roll out You know, the last five years, even this year, I mean, changing software, upgrading certain things, improving our training, um, uh, having videos for every single thing that a guy's going to encounter in the field. Um, the amount of stuff that we're doing to just take even a little bit more off the owner's plates, marketing that has so dialed in that we're able to go into a new market and we know how much to spend in Uh, all the different platforms that's going to get the biggest splash. It's crazy that what we're able to achieve, the bigger we get, the crazier it is. The more that we're able to make big, huge changes that are so positive so positive, and with little impact on our franchisees. And it's only making their installers' lives easier, their managers' lives easier, doing inventory easier. All the day-to-day stuff, um, it's just crazy. So with, with scale comes a lot of power.
0: To add to that,
1: um, we
0: all have done food shopping, right? And what happens? You, you, you eat everything in the house and all of a sudden your wife says, man, I got to go food shopping. We have nothing in this house and you go and what does she do? What do we all do? We make this huge list of things, right? And then we go to the, we go to the store and I go to, I, I like to go food shopping. Actually, it's kind of weird. I, I guess it's kind of weird, but I like to go do food shopping for some reason. I like it. So I go with my wife to the store and we do the food shopping and you know, the two of us will, will split up and do it. And it takes us a certain amount of time to do it. And uh, it's, and, and, and that's what I think about being self-employed. It's like, man, I got to move all of these rocks in our business. I got to move all of them. And there's so many different rocks. There's the marketing one. There's this one. There's this one. You know, it's like food shopping, man. If I had this long list and I had 10 people that went food shopping with me, like all my kids came and we all assigned, here, you go over here and get this, you get this, you get this. We could be out of that store within 10 minutes instead of an hour, right? And, and that's really what the power is of scaling a business. You're able to move so many rocks. There's rocks that are moving in our company that I don't even know about us uh, a lot of times. But, but that's because we have so many people. And there's a saying that, and it's true, but we've all probably heard it, many hands make the workload light. Yep. And that's the part of a business that's so enjoyable because when you have the right culture and the right people in the right seats on the bus, uh, it, the heavy lifting happens so much faster, rolling out a new CRM, no big deal. It's going to be done by March. We're going to have this awesome CRM, you know, uh, uh, setting up a truck or, or marketing materials or, you know, having a portal where you could just buy stuff and bam, it's shipped to your house. And you got yard signs and business cards and shirts and stuff like this boom and it's all correct and there's no mistakes and bs you know you know all the mines that start blowing up um there's checklists and stuff so that my truck doesn't run out of freaking oil and break down because the guys never check it you know there's just so many things that we could go down uh so many paths um but that's that's what's awesome about the power of, of of a franchise is that more brains are better than one and we can get there instead of 10 years later to get to try the other side and i might not ever make it there and there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands tens of thousands of gutter guys all across this country um and
1: and a lot of them are frustrated Um, but there is a better way there is a better way so i mean to wrap it all up you know stay small keep it all it is a mentality and I think for a lot of people, it's a crutch. They kind of, you know, tell that to themselves to make themselves feel better about their decision when, um, you know, I think there is an opportunity. And no time like now. The, the amount of information that's at your fingertips, the Gary V's, the, you name it. You go on Facebook and you, you can watch anybody that can tell you how to supercharge your business, how to get it across the finish line. Marketing, everything's getting cheaper and easier to attain. Technology, there's, never a be- there's, there's no excuse. If you wanna scale your business, there's literally no excuse other than the own fear that you have. However, we said it early on, scaling is not for everybody. Not everybody is meant to be a business owner. And I would just say, if you never wanna scale your business, I would put a time on it. You know, I would be very frugal because your business is not going to be worth anything. When you turn 50, 60 years old and you want to get out of your painting business, your landscape, I don't care what it is. If it's only ever been you, then there's no value in it because as soon as you're gone, there's no loyalty. And, and real quick, we've watched many gutter guys. I'm watching, I, I've gotten to see it. We've been in this long enough where somebody offered us to buy their business for 60 grand, I don't know, freaking 20 years ago. And it was, it was worthless because they didn't have good books because they're doing most cash and everybody was calling up the owner, not the name of the company. So we figured as soon as we bought it, there's no loyalty in it. And we're just getting his equipment, which wasn't even that great. Fast forward, his employee bought it from him. Don't know what the deal was. Fast forward 20 years, that guy never scaled the business. And it's still worthless. That business, again, maybe the guy saved tons of money. Maybe he can retire tomorrow But if you are not going to scale, I would say live frugally, save all that money for your retirement, just like you would if you had a job that you're going to put it all over here so that the day you want to stop working, you might be able to sell your business for the equipment. You might get $60,000, $70,000 for your equipment and trucks, but you have to have a different plan. Like what Ken said, whether you're going to scale or whether you're going to stay small and keep it all, you need to have a plan because that day that you're not going to work any longer is coming. coming. It's coming. Yeah,
0: and I've seen a lot of guys over the years. I've seen a lot of guys that have been in business before I even started in business. A lot of guys, I can name 10 right now uh, that are still in business and they're still running the same kind of business. And it's still them. I know guys that have fallen, have gotten hurt, have semi-recovered, um, but their business is still just them.
1: And even if and, they're in the most healthy shape, you know, and maybe they saved all, all that money. That's great. That's awesome and good for them. But you know, if you're listening to this, the, the point the- I wanted
0: to make is most of those guys that I would name off right now, and some <laughs> of some of, them, some of them have passed away, but most of them are they're 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 not happy. No,
1: no. You see them at the distributor, which <laughs> I've been a distributor in a long time, and yeah. It is, uh, they're, they're not happy for us. I'll tell you that much when they see Ken and I and the brothers, they're not happy that we've succeeded in the way that we have (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) So having the right people is huge when you're scaling, getting help, uh, is, is just gigantic. So, um, we're here,
0: we're here to help. I mean, we're very passionate about the, you know, this is our life's work. This is our masterpiece. The gutter industry is something that we've been uh, pioneering, something that's not been done. And we're looking to partner up with people that have the same passion and desire to see this industry uh, be valued uh, and have value to it where it really hasn't uh, since, you know, for decades. Uh, You know, we're, we're we're, we're, we're putting a value into a business that's typically had none. We're trying to take a, a business that's been labeled a, a one-star business to a five-star business. Uh, and what that does is it creates opportunity for everyone. Uh, and also the people, not just the people that we're bringing the products and services to, but wouldn't it be nice? You know, one of the reasons why people can't retain employees is because we're not paying them well. Right. And if we're charging $3 or $4 a foot, to go and risk our lives or ask our our employees to risk their lives every day on ladders and roofs, you know, how are we going to be able to keep those people when they can go work for someplace else that's even a lot safer uh, or or whatever, you know, we got to be able to take this industry to a point where we can charge enough money to be able to give a career path to the people. And that's what keeps the people uh, staying is because we can offer them something that other companies can't. And, and that's it. And they like the work and they enjoy the work environment uh, because it's safe, because there's a system for safety. All these things that um, you, we can have uh, by, by partnering together um, and, and the leverage that we can create uh, to make it uh, an attractive career to that's people awesome. out there in the world is, uh, is super important to us.
1: That's great. So hopefully you gained some nuggets today and, uh, you know, whether you're going to stay small and keep it all, or this encourage you to try and get it to the other side or shoot, maybe you're even encouraged to uh, look into uh, franchising. Uh, We're here, like Ken said, we'd love any kind of feedback, any kind of uh, questions or even future suggestions for podcasts. Uh, So thank you all for listening. Have an awesome day. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.